0: Welcome to the Buddhist Recovery Network podcast. Hope you all had a good week. Um, This episode will conclude the sex and love addiction conversation between Vimal Asara and Deborah Grace. They will both be speaking at the International Buddhist Recovery Summit coming up in September. Registration closes soon, so Get your tickets at org. Next week will be a conversation between Vimalasara and Sue Neufeld-Ellis, co-author of Clergy Sexual Misconduct, and a chemical dependency counselor and Buddhist practitioner. So tune in next week. Um, hope to see you all at the summit.
1: imagine that many of our listeners who, who are listening to us having this conversation, there's going to be a percentage that does have sex addiction or porn addiction, and this is your specialism as a, as a therapist. Mm-hmm. What, what advice or perhaps not advice or tips or help, what would you be saying to our audience right now?
2: Um, you know, I think starting with I think we get into panic when we feel, okay, I have sex or love addiction. And so I just like to really encourage clients and people listening to, you know, come to the that mindfulness of turning towards self with so much love and compassion when we feel like we're out of control first. And just as much as we can, and maybe we can do that one second today and two seconds tomorrow, um, so to start there. Um, with love and sex addiction, you know, I think – Sometimes there is that you need to do the abstinence like I will, you know, hand my computer and my phones to my partner. But often um, I like to think of increasing real connection, increasing intimacy, increasing vulnerability in the relationships that you do have first or in conjunction with trying to say maybe limit some use or really look at why, you know, really getting mindful. What am I getting from this activity when i when I flip the you know when I go in the bathroom and I look at my phone am I even present? am I even in my body so that kind of mindfulness of slowing down really seeing what i'm looking at how does it really make me feel on these other levels um, that's kind of where some that's where I begin with people and with myself
1: yeah you you remind me of how I work with people with eating disorders across the board, you know, compulsive eating to bulimia, to anorexia. And one of the things I talk about is what what are your alcohols? And sometimes I have worked with people with sex or porn addiction. And and again, it's like, what are your alcohols? What are the the behaviors that you keep on acting out on? And that's the place to begin to look at some harm reduction or abstinence. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To get really curious. What is that part in the... that you keep returning to, you know, mm. because people will have something. They'll have a favorite. Mm. they keep going back to that scene, you know, where the expression on her face or the way he touches her or the way she, he touches him or, you know, whatever. And that's, um, you know, can you even just be with that in a mindful way? There's some need that's getting met right there for you. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where we begin.
1: <laughs> um, and Deborah, I was really inspired by reading up on you and one of the things you speak about is connecting the eightfold path as part of your therapeutic approach of you know becoming well people becoming more accountable around right speech right thought right action right mindfulness right livelihood etc right vision tell me more about that
2: yeah I mean you know I I'm very careful with with my clients because some of them will have very you know their orientation is not coming in looking for For that overtly, like I was saying, but I mean, I've just found that those paths, you know, when I look at all my training for therapy, it's the same thing. It's like, are my thoughts, am I doing black and white thinking? Am I catastrophizing? So if you think about right thought, am I, um, you know, those are therapeutic interventions to say, is it true that you need to watch porn tonight? Is it true that you can't stop Um, you know, that you're a terrible person if your partner doesn't text you. Those are all therapeutic, but they're also mindfulness exercises. So when I look at – also, I think, too, a lot of people have lack in their life. They get very focused on a certain aspect, and they – increasing their awareness for all of their life, which I think looking at the eightfold, you know, do I have connection? Do I have – like the Dharma? Am I giving back? Am I taking care of my body? Am I connected to the earth? All these different things can start to come in. It's like adding in instead of taking away maybe the addiction. We start to add in some of these other aspects of what make a whole life. I don't know if that answers it how you meant. Sure, but- yeah, I
1: suppose my yeah. next my next question is what can psychotherapists or, counselors or even psychiatrists learn from the Buddhist teachings in your view? Um,
2: Loving compassion and mindfulness primarily. Compassion toward other and self. Um, Those are the main things that I feel like are the gifts of Buddhism and and that that path. Um,
1: Because we know that Buddhism is about the study of the mind. Yes. (laughs) Mm-hmm. In fact, I often say that Buddhism is the oldest recovery program, but I'd also say that Buddhism is the oldest psychotherapy program right. as, as well that yeah. we know of.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. You know, and community. And I think that that's something that, you know, that you're doing is you're, um, we get very, we learn from each other. We're inspired from each other. And so, you know, things like refuge recovery, it's like, I'm not doing this alone. There are others, This is a path we're all on as humans. I think that's something else that is modeled.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that in in terms of just thinking of that question that I asked you, and I suppose it was more of a statement of just really knowing that psychotherapists, counsellors, therapists need to become more aware of what else is out there to support people specifically with addictions. And that while we have 12 steps, which is absolutely brilliant, there is refuge recovery. There's right. also my program, Eight Step Recovery. There's also SMART Recovery. There's also Heart of addiction Buddhist Recovery. And there's a whole plethora of Buddhist recovery programs now. And you don't have to be Buddhist to go along to these programs. That's, that's the great thing about it.
2: Right. I agree. And a lot of my clients' 12-step programs are not appealing to them for various reasons. And so, you know, I really appreciate being able to share alternatives also.
1: Mm-hmm so we're coming we've been talking for quite a while now and we live in a day and age where uh, people can't cope with more than 10 or 15 (laughs) minutes listening they get distracted yeah so uh, maybe we shouldn't go on too long otherwise people will miss all the great nuggets that you've been able to share with us today but is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before Mm. we end
2: Mm. um I just you know I think that that we're so much closer to our own healing than we think, that it really is a breath away, that it, we have access to it at every moment. And I have to remember that all the time. And so if I can offer anything, it would be that we can start today right here. Because I think people get they get really overwhelmed with thinking but they don't have the tools, or it's impossible. And I, I always come back to the breath and the body are such an amazing um, healer for us and a place to be. And so, that is maybe that's my offering is the beginning is one breath away. Mm. Said so often, but it's so true. <laughs> mm.
1: Mm. So, mm. yes, we come into the world with a breath of inspiration and we. Mm leave the world with a breath of expiration yeah,
2: yeah. i really enjoyed getting to be here with,
1: with you yeah thank you and that that's something that i heard angel kyoda williams say once so mm. i should credit her for that mm. yeah. nice <laughs> mm. great thank you
2: yeah thank you
0: Thank you all for listening. We're currently raising funds to be able to offer scholarships to the Buddhist Recovery Summit. If you'd like to donate to help someone be able to go attend the Buddhist Recovery Summit, go to BuddhistRecovery.org forward slash donate. Have a good week, everyone.